Hello and welcome to the Curator's Salon podcast. I'm Geeta Joshi. My guest today is Sarah Wren from Art Therapy Made Modern. Welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you for having me. Sarah is an art therapist and a human design reader. And for this session, this podcast, I wanted us to talk about um, human design and how that can really help support your art practice. Sarah, welcome. Let's talk about human design. Like, what is it? Oh my gosh, that's such a loaded question, right? All right, in simple terms, what is human design? It's almost like, what isn't it? But so I think the best way that we can look at it, an easy way to look at it is, it's like a personality assessment, but for your energy, right? Um, It combines so many systems, including Western astrology, um, the Hindu chakra system, it combines... Uh, the I Ching, which is an ancient Chinese divination text, quantum physics, our DNA, like all of those things. But so I just gave you the complicated answer, even though you asked me for the straightforward one. <laughs> and essentially, like we could combine all those things, condense them to say it gives us a blueprint for our energy and how we are best designed to be in our own integrity and interact with the world. So I recently had a human design reading with yourself and it essentially kind of creates like a blueprint or a guide to understanding, you know, when we're in states of flow and, you know, the ways we make decisions. But can you elaborate some more on what it helps us do or why it's helpful for us to understand these aspects of ourselves? Yeah. So what you're mentioning, it being a blueprint or a guide is truly also we could throw in the word framework where it gives you the structure of essentially how you were put together. It's a snapshot of what was happening with the universe at the moment that you were born. Um, And so it gives us a framework to play with, essentially telling us the story of what's happening within our DNA, our specific energetic centers. And then it gives us things to really explore as far as like, um, you know, how do you express your ideas? How do you find your sense of self? How do you even best make money? Um, And so this is what gets me so excited is to apply what's within the framework to being an artist. Because I think as an artist, we're often like the lone wolf just trying to figure out (laughs) how to make everything make sense. And so again, this is more of like a guide that gives you a ton of information. I don't know if you want to say even how you were feeling after how much information came through in your reading, Gita. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, for me, you know, I've been on personal development journey for many years, as you know, but for me, I think a lot of it was validation or confirmation even of, you know, I say trusting my gut because actually within human design, right. It tells us, you know, we all make decisions and, you know, the areas that we need to trust are in different areas, right? For me, we just, we figured it was actually the spleen and it was a very sort of subtle kind of place that gives me a hell yes or a hell no kind of a thing. And I need to actually listen to it more. But I think it was that it was really, yeah, when I listen to my body, I am right. And, you know, it's about the body's intelligence. Absolutely. And that I couldn't have said it better is 
if there's one thing that anyone's going to take away from this is really it's a system to help you get out of your head because human design says our mind is never the authority that we think it is. And so it just helps you tap into what your full body wisdom is and how to listen more to that guidance. I love that expression, full body wisdom. Yeah, it is. It is getting out of your head, right? It's not just about the thinking. It's about actually yeah, connecting with you know, something bigger than ourselves. Absolutely. So when we had um, my reading with you, uh, we had a body graph and then you sort of talked to me through it. Can you explain to the listeners what that is and how they can get one? Absolutely. So the body graph is what is generated when you put your information in. It is free to get your body graph. Um, and what you'll see is, again, a map. I know we're using that word a lot, but you'll have shapes. So triangles, squares, um, rectangles. You'll have lots of astrology symbols, numbers, arrows, uh, all of those components. But what I think is most helpful to focus in on is the, the shapes. So the triangles, you'll see two triangles, a square, a diamond, another triangle down into two squares and then two triangles. So there are nine shapes all together. And those, like I'm saying, those are the heart really of what is happening within human design. Those are our energy centers, or we could call them our chakras. Um, and so each one of them has its own theme. Is it okay to share with you? Just run through the themes really quick. Okay, so we're starting at the top triangle facing upwards. That is our crown chakra. That is where um, inspiration, connection to the divine comes in. Then we move into a downward facing triangle, which is our Ajna. And essentially it is like the human computer, our brain sorting through all the information that came in. And then down into the square is our throat chakra, which is like the highway where all the information either comes up from our root or down from our, our crown. Um, that's our manifestation center. Down into the diamond in the center of our chest is our G center, which is like our internal compass. It's our sense of love, direction, self, all the things. Um, there's a little tiny triangle that when you're looking at it will be off to the right, which is your heart center. Um, and even though it's the heart, it's actually, this one tripped me up for a while. It is the seat of our ego or willpower. Um, and so it's not like that touchy-feely love like we would think about when we hear heart. <laughs> um, and then we move down into um, there's a, uh, two squares that sit on top of each other below the diamond. The first square is our sacral center, which is the, the seat of life force energy and creativity. The bottom square is our root center. Um, that is our internal pressure. So it's our stress response. It's our ability to ground ourselves. Um, and then we have two triangles pointing in towards each other, hanging out on either side. So if we're looking at the graph on the right-hand side is our solar plexus, which in human design is the seat of our emotions. 
Um, and then the opposite triangle is our spleen, which Gita mentioned is an ancient awareness system that is really like the home of our intuition. That is a lot of information. So I will put um, a link where people can download uh, a picture of a body graph for themselves. Um, where does all of this, like on the body graph, where does the artist struggle show up? So one important thing I think to share before we go into, it can show up in, in all of our centers, but something to note when you get your personal body graph is if a center has a color in it, doesn't matter what color, um, if it has a color in it, that is what we would call defined or an area of personal strength. It's like you have consistent access to the energy that lives there. If one of the shapes is white or has no color, um, that's what we would call undefined. And it, it's, it's not that it's a weakness. It is rather an area of growth. So it means you don't have as consistent access to the energy. Um, and truly, in those white centers are where it's easiest for us to pick up other people's energy. So that is something I want to talk about with the artist struggle of really looking at your chart to see where you're taking in others influence. Um, but so that's just backing up a little bit to say when you're looking at it and you're like, Oh, I don't know what these colors mean. Colored in, those are your strengths. That's like what you came here. Um, your set of rules, if you will. Right. And then areas that are white shapes that are white are undefined. Um, they're your areas of growth and also your areas to really pay attention to personal boundaries. Like they might be where we feel like we're trying to overcompensate or prove that we're enough. Um, and so to go back to your question where the artist struggle shows up, right? What, what would you say actually Gita are like the top three things that you notice art, artists struggle with? Um, Self-approval, um, the search for validation. Yes. And um, I want to say something around visibility, you know, the desire to be seen, but also at the same time often remain somewhat hidden. So I guess that's again about self-validation and self-advocacy. Absolutely. So those specifically, we would zoom into the G center. Um, so if, if you recall, I, I shared, that's like our internal compass. And a fair amount of the world's population has that center open. So remember, if you look at it and it, there's white in that center, um, it can feel like you yourself are somewhat of a social chameleon. <laughs> and so to take that into our world as an artist, I am guessing it could manifest as feeling like, Ugh, what is my identity as an artist? how do I get people to see my work like you're mentioning and to really like love and validate me through my work rather than saying I myself am valid and worthy as a person. My work comes, you know, no matter what, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah. My work is an extension of me. 
and exactly yeah coming from that place of flow and ease as well you know um that is so interesting and i think that is why there's no one size fits all when it even comes to aspects of your art business like uh, like marketing like a marketing strategy you know what works for one person isn't going to work for another person just because they're never going to be fully congruent with it and i think that's why we go back to be able to trust ourselves that we're going to take the right action and find you know find ways of doing things that feel good because that's the only goal here isn't it to feel good absolutely i think what you're bringing up naturally lends itself to another center that we could focus in on is our ajna um, which is that human computer which is always trying to sort and order our ideas um, it's really pushing us to want to be certain about everything and so to hear you say there's no one size fits all in marketing um, it's really not helpful for us as artists to say let me look to this artist person who has their business and just do their ideas exactly as they do it, it literally doesn't work but 70 percent, and this is a fact um 70 of the world's population has an open or undefined ajna and truly when we back up that's like i have a gift to see the big picture but that represents, like, it can manifest as feeling a ton of pressure to see the big picture, figure out all the details. And truly, like, that is not your job. If that little triangle is white, <laughs> your gift this time around is to allow yourself to be inspired by others who have very specific ideas. So find that inspiration and then also take the pressure off of yourself to, to do it with certainty you know, the exact way that they do it. It's all an experiment. Um, so it's opening yourself up to look at like, where can I share and borrow ideas? Um, I don't remember if this was, I think it was a book, but there's something like steel called steel, like an artist. Yeah. Um, I think it's, um, Austin Cleon. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but truly like, quieting your mind that's always searching for that certainty to say, I don't have to have all the original ideas. I get to be inspired. Um, I get to look to what other people are doing, but then I get to make it make sense for me. So one last center to really focus in on for where the artist struggle pops up. It's around money, right? And so money in our body graph comes from the heart center. It's that place of ego, the competitive sense of like masculine drive and structure. Um, and so questions to start asking yourself as an artist, what are you trying to prove with your art, specifically money related? Um, what obligations are you putting on your art to prove your value? And really, is money your only support or can you allow it to be more supportive of your artwork? Um, and really just know that that drive, that competitive competitiveness to prove something, if that little triangle is white for you, 
it's okay to step back, to take a deep breath, and to know that you actually are not designed to have anything to prove. So powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I think for me, one of the biggest things it taught me was, you know, like I think I mentioned briefly earlier, was about uh, decision-making, like where our decision-making comes from. But, you know, some of the conversations we've had as well, and I think you've just addressed it here, was around how, in a societal sense, we're actually taught to be driven. And, you know, like we even see, you know, headlines, how people made whatever, six-figure incomes or sold their art or had a sellout show and all these sorts of headline-making things that kind of put people in a very competitive space when actually they don't need to be that fiercely competitive, right? It's just just letting, just being, you know, and knowing that you're worthy. So one of my favorite mantras right now is whatever you be comes. And really just allowing yourself to be in that place of being and letting yourself be aware, like you mentioned, Gita, how we've been conditioned from the time we were born to be in this kind of competitive culture. And really, if that's one thing I love about human design, there's so many things I love, but it's, it is a tool that provides outline for how to decondition yourself. Um, it gives you very specific areas to look at how you can take off all those cultural beliefs that you've, you know, unknowingly or knowingly adopted as your own. So when we get our personalized body graph and we have our design reading, what the design actually shows us various aspects right like motivation work styles personality our strengths and then also the areas of conditioning and shadow work yes the shadow work is so important because remember what we're looking at is this map of frequency or energy and so each center each one of the little numbers that you'll see within those shapes represent one of 64 shadow frequencies that we hold within our DNA. So again, it's literally giving you this blueprint of um, what, what shadow work, what fears, um, what low level vibration or frequencies you might be experiencing. And then it also moves into and here's what's on the other side of it. So it really is a tool to honor what place you're coming from, but also giving you a bridge to how you want to start to play with the energy and start to see what, what happens when you're in that awareness. I love that explanation. Thanks for sharing that. A client that I recently worked with went through a whole transformation process in a little less than six months where he uh, was a graphic designer and experiencing a ton of burnout in his creative process. And so through our time together, he learned that he was an, a generator, which I know we didn't go into detail about all the different energy types, no panic <laughs> there. It's, it's okay to focus on your centers, but so um, he realized that he was responding to things that he did not actually love. They didn't light him up anymore. Um, he 
was actually really longing to work more as a fine artist. And so through the process of working together, him knowing his own energetic signature and really uncovering what was he trying to prove being a graphic designer? Um, what was he really like trying to sort out? Remember we were talking about the Ajna and to be certain in his career path and to prove himself as a success when he let go of those things, when we went through the shadow work and the deconditioning, within a month, he was able to build his own studio. He started working as a fine artist and had commissions. Um, he started designing, they're really cool, they're like little keyboard covers, but there's individual sculptures for each letter of your keyboard. Um, and so it was just really like an, a magical process of becoming aware, taking things off, like we're mentioning the deconditioning, and then really tuning back into what was my original design? What do I truly love? And how can I trust that? Because I think the magical thing, like we mentioned earlier, there's no one formula, but often we all try to fit <laughs> that one idea of success when really if you can take the giant leap and trust yourself to follow your own path, things automatically start showing up really and truly. I witnessed that over and over with the artists that I work with. I love that story. You've told that to me before, but I'm glad you shared it with the listeners. And I find myself, you know, the more I trust, the more I kind of, yeah, just listen to my body wisdom, you know, things always work out. It's, um, it's this thing that we've kind of almost been, again, sort of conditioned to fall into like, you know, starting with the classroom and the education system, really, we're sort of, you know, told to taught to compete through more the mind, right, and actions rather than actually the body wisdom. Sarah, what, um, what actions can people take after this, after they've listened to this? Uh, yeah, that's a wonderful question. First, what you just mentioned, reminding yourself on a daily basis that it is truly not any of your business to work out the how. So to practice dropping out of your mind, which sounds so counterintuitive, but drop out of your mind into your body, um, even placing a hand on your heart at times or on your low belly and just taking a deep breath, really beginning to trust what's coming through. And then getting familiar with the centers. So there are lots of wonderful accounts on Instagram or videos you can watch on YouTube that have tons of free information with more detail about what each center energetically holds. So really getting to know what the story is there. And then looking at, again, is your personal center colored in or white? The colored in ones, remember those are your strengths. That's where you have easy access. And then looking at your white centers, where am I, where do I need to grow? What boundaries do I need to set in place or do I get to set in place? And really just starting to play, knowing that this is all one big experiment. There's not a right or wrong way to do it, uh, but really just relaxing and starting to trust yourself. Amazing. 
I am going to add a link in the show notes so that you can follow Sarah at Art Therapy Made Modern on Instagram and the link to her website if you wanted to book your own human design reading. Sarah, thank you so much for your time. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much, Gita, for having me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. The Curator Salon hopes you enjoyed this production.